Thank you for joining us here at BLC. Our purpose is helping people discover and develop a life in Christ. Now here is Pastor Gary Tony. Man, good to see you guys. Welcome. Thank you, worship team. Well, today's talk is entitled The Commanded Blessing. And here's the thing. This is one of these talks that what I've discovered over the years as a pastor is a, a, a lot of us, we, we are wonderfully saved. We love Jesus, but understanding some of these revelations like a commanded blessing, I think we may need some clarity on that today. I know for me in my own journey, I, as I begin to, and I know a little bit about this reality, but as I begin to dig into it, what the Lord began to help me see was that it's for anyone willing to believe what God says about them. Yeah? See, in the Old Testament, the people of God had to live under the law of Moses. In the New Testament, we have to live under the law of faith. And when you see a truth in the Word of God, and as we get into this, we're going to go through the Old Testament and look at uh, some of God's words that he commanded over our life. But we have to look at it through the lens of the New Testament because we are under a new and a new and what? So you could say better. Yeah, new and better covenant. And so if God blessed the children of Israel when they were obedient, guess what he's going to do today? That blessing is in place for us right now. So let's begin in Deuteronomy chapter 28, verse 8. The Bible says, the Lord will command. Say command. command. The Lord will command the blessing on you in your storehouses. Say houses. See, as Andy, when I first started looking at this, I'm like, storehouses? Now, understand, we'll get into this, but God is commanding something here. He says, and in all to which you set your hand, and he will bless you in the land that he's giving you. Let's pray. Father, we love you. Thank you so much for your word, that it enlightens our path, that it inspires our spirit, that we be living epistles for today, for you, Jesus, in your precious name, amen. Now understand, some of your modern translations say it like this, God will guarantee the blessing on everything you do. One, one says it like this, he will make sure you're successful in all you do. Now, now here's the thing, though. you got to do something. A lot of people just want, to, want God to do a magic trick. No, it says that he will bless what you put your hand to. you got to do something. In verse 12, the Lord will open to you his good treasure, the heavens, to give the rain in your land in the season. Watch this. Why? To bless all the work of your hand. we got a couple head nods and a hallelujah, but everybody's like, I just want the blessing, Lord. Well, now, understand he is not saying that you earn the blessing. The blessing is on what you do. But here, here's, one of our, here's one of our big mistakes that we do, and it's probably been throughout the history of the church, but I'm, I'm telling you, in, in our, as a pastor with my, my journey, we are guilty of comparing ourselves with other people to determine our blessing. And you can't do that. As a matter of fact, God said, if you do that, you are unwise. So stop looking at someone else and thinking, well, if I had that, if I had their job, if I had that, the breaks that they, no, no none of that. You, you gotta, you've got to embrace where you're at. And then you have to believe and find the blessing on your life where you're at. But if you keep looking at somebody else's life, then you're going to be missing out on what God's trying to see. God called you for certain things. He's given you a unique personality and style. And we're all different. You know, Trevor and I are different. Andy and I are different. Billy and I, really different. <laughs> I know, man. I love you, bro. Yeah. But it's by design. And God wants to bless what you do. What, but you have to, whether it's your work, whether it's the, the kingdom business, he will bless it. Here's one of our key takeaways that I want you to get today. In the Old Testament, 
the promise hinged on the children of Israel obeying the law. But in the New Testament, it only happens through faith. This, this is how you get born again. You hear a truth, you get the revelation of who Jesus is, and you choose to believe it. And then from there, you confess it out of your mouth. And according to the book of Romans, you are saved, right? And Paul says everything about the New Testament covenant works this way. In the book of Galatians, he says the same way you got into the kingdom is how you live within the kingdom. you got to believe this stuff. It's not some legalistic religious approach. It's not a denominational philosophy. It is simply a new way of living. But you've got to be able to get to the place where your mind is transformed to the degree that it changes how you think. And when you do that, according to Romans 12, then, then, then you begin to prove out the will of God in your life. You have to understand that faith is a, let me say it like this, faith is a spiritual law, much like gravity. See, gravity is a law. It works. You, you don't have to make it work. It works. Now, over uh, time with technology and, and, and wisdom and creativity, men have, have learned how to manipulate the law of gravity. There's a thing that pilots call the law of lift. You can get a plane because it's designed a certain way to go to a certain speed and it will come off the ground. It will defy gravity. Yeah. But make no mistake. You turn the motor off. <laughs> the law of gravity still works. The, the, the law of electricity. How many of you think Noah would have loved to have had some power tools? Right? I mean, my man, he, had, he, he couldn't go. Billy, he couldn't go to Lowe's to get a package to build the boat. He had to cut the tree by hand. Yeah. But the law of electricity was there at that time. Until someone discovered that the law of electricity needs something to travel through. You know, you could take a two by four and touch a, the, the electric to it and it won't bother you. But you get a piece of copper, ask Jimmy. <laughs> Jimmy likes to wire stuff up hot. I'm like, man. And then all of a sudden I'll hear him like, <laughs> like, you all right, Jimmy? Yeah. And then the breaker trips and then he's okay. He's, you know, like, man. Yeah. See, the law of electricity has always been here and it works if you learn how to work it. It's the same with the law of faith. You have to understand it is spiritual in its reality, but it is just as real as any natural law. Both of them established by God and the commanded blessing. It was given by God for his people in this natural world. See, what you have to understand is because of the fall of man, God had to implement a system into this fallen world that his people would have access back to him. You got that? Because when, when Adam committed treason and, and rebelled against the things of God, he was, the Bible says dead, but he wasn't physically dead, but he was spiritually, he was separated from God. No way back. This is why Jesus is called the lamb that was slain before the foundations of the world. God knew everything was going to have to happen to make this thing right before Adam blew it. And so he told us from the very beginning, he put this system in place about the commanded blessing. And he said, and this is how it works. In the, in the book of Genesis, he says, as long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest will. So for all my people that are worried about the planet, it's not going anywhere. According to Genesis, as long as the earth remains and when, when God's done, you'll know. Until then, now don't be a bad steward of it, you understand. We should take care of the planet without a doubt. But some of this green stuff, it's just a religion. It really is. It has become a religion and it needs to be eliminated. The planet's going to be just fine till the Lord says, come home. And then it's going to melt. With the, <laughs> James says, with fervent heat. I don't know. When, when, when flame is flame, I mean, it, it's hot. But fervent heat, yeah, nothing left on that, right? As long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest. Maybe this is what Paul was trying to get across to us in the New Testament. He says, whatever a man sows, that's what he's going to reap. See, see, for some of you all in here, 
If you want friends, I know this is deep this morning. You need to sow friendship. Listen, tell your face to smile huh? and go say hi to somebody. Yeah, but that's really not me. Maybe you need to work on you. <laughs> okay. Yeah. As long as the earth remains, seed time and harvest. And then Jesus takes it a step further and he says this, everything about the kingdom of heaven works on this principle. It's as if a man, he, he's trying to describe to these people what the kingdom of heaven looks like, how it works. He says, it's as if a man sows a seed in the ground. You see, the, the, that message Cody preached uh, last month about it's in the dirt. That's the thing. You can leave seed laying on this stage all you want to. It won't do anything. But you put it in some dirt, and all of a sudden stuff starts happening. See, our job is to sow seed into people's lives, the seed of the Word of God. So the, the blessing that's on your life, this is the thing you have to understand. I think for most of us today, I know for me, we just simply need a deeper revelation of this spiritual principle about the commanded blessing. God spoke it just like he spoke the planet into existence, just like he spoke stars into the sky. He spoke you. And he commanded a blessing. I'm going to show you to, today that this blessing is on your life. Check this out in Galatians chapter 3, verse 13. Christ has redeemed us from the curse of the law. Having become a curse for us, we're written, cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. Why, was, why, why, Lord? So that the blessing of Abraham might come on the Gentiles in Christ Jesus. That we might receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Through what? Through faith. But what I want you to realize is this. If you go back to the Deuteronomy 28, blessing and then curses. Well, he has spoke the blessing on us. And according to Galatians, Jesus took the curse from us. Man, y'all didn't get that. That's a big deal right there. That's a big deal, isn't it, John? Because sickness can't stay in you. That's right. God will heal you. He took sickness away from you. I could tell that y'all struggle with this a little bit. Go back and read Deuteronomy 28. Now, it's a pretty lengthy chapter. But, you know, if you read it, and you, you think, whoa, some of those things are pretty bad, but you've been redeemed from those things. Jesus took that on the cross. That was the whole point of that. And Galatians says he did this not only to take us, redeem us from the curse, but that the blessing would be on our lives. You see, if, if you take a look at this truth, the, the, the blessing of Abraham, it starts with those who are of the faith of Abraham, the just shall live by faith. At the end of the day, you need to leave here today believing that the, the, the blessing of God is on your life. Yeah, but it sure doesn't look like it. Stop walking by what you see and begin to decree a thing over your life. God commanded the blessing. Can't nobody stop it except you. See, what I've, what I've found out over my years as a pastor is most of us, we magnify the situation way more than we do God. We talk the problem. See, the book of Hebrews lets us know that we got to be people of faith. Matter of fact, it says this, that the gospel was preached to them as well as it was to us, but it didn't benefit them because they didn't mix it with faith. You got to believe this stuff. This is how it works. Remember, we said this earlier, the Old Testament saints, they had to walk out the blessing by obeying it. Us, we got to believe it. Colossians takes a little step further for us and helps us see some of these things. The book of Colossians makes it very clear that Jesus has made us alive with him. He has wiped out the handwriting of requirements that was against us. And he has taken it out of the way, nailing it to the cross. That Old Testament legalistic system, Jesus nailed that to the cross. And in our New Testament law of faith, we are the seed of Abraham. Are you ready for this? And we are heirs according to the promise. But if you continue that study out in, in Paul's letter, he says this, but the heir, as long as he is a child, no different than a slave, even though He's the master of all of it. See, as heirs of God, we just don't know who we are. Can, can I show you a really cool picture of this? Now, we're not going to turn there because this is a lengthy story, so I'm going to give you the highlighted version of it, all right? 
But in Genesis uh, 45, Joseph, at the end of Joseph's journey, now you all remember Joseph had a dream, right? And he went and told his brothers the dream. Now, listen carefully for a second, because <clears throat> when you look at this story, when you go to Genesis 45, the brothers, they just got through bowing before Joseph, just like God showed him in the dream. And instead of Joseph saying, told you so, he said, guys, don't let, your, don't let this trouble you, because what has happened for me, God or orchestrated this so that I could deliver you all. But I know many of the I mean, we, we read that if we if we just read that without looking through the New Testament realities of who we are today in Christ being redeemed from the curse and having the commanded blessing on us. We'll miss out on some of this because some people think, well, Joseph had to go all go through all that stuff to get to Pharaoh. No, he didn't. I'm, I'm going to meddle with you for just a little bit, parents, because one of the biggest problems, the reason that Joseph's brothers resented him, hated him, is because he was daddy's boy. His dad showed favoritism. Nobody else got the fancy coat. Mm -mm. Nobody else got the special treatment. And they resented the fact that him, the youngest, now I know there was some prophetic stuff spoken over him that, the, the, you know, but don't you all think that God, if God could have given Joseph the dream of Delivering, the, you know, his parent, his dad, and his brothers all bowing before him. Couldn't he have, couldn't he have showed him a different way, Lord? If you, Joseph, if you'll take seventy-five north and, and <laughs> come, come on, it didn't have to go that way. But not only that, then he goes and tells his dad, and his dad rebukes him. And boy, what's the matter with you? you I'm gonna bow to you. Hmm. God had a plan, but because of humans, he had to work it a different way. Now, God's plan still came to pass, but because of the, now, now, because the blessing was on Joseph, when his brothers, and here's the interesting thing, Kate, they wanted to kill him. I mean, I can't even wrap my head around that. Their own brother. Now, Praise the Lord for their oldest one. He said, God, let's don't kill him. Let's just throw him in a hole in the ground and leave him. Now, I know that doesn't sound good, right? But now the oldest brother was going to come back and get him. But there was some Ishmaelites, slave traders that came by and just so happened to come by. You know, it was a coincidence, you know. And so Joseph's brothers sold him into slavery. That's the family right there, bro. <laughs> yeah. And Joseph lands, of course, you all know the story. He lands at one of the most predominant politicians at that time in history under Pharaoh. One of the, one of the key leaders in the city, Joseph, Potiphar buys Joseph. And now remember the blessings on his life. So now Joseph's the slave in Potiphar's house. And man, it just starts happening. And he's blessing and Potiphar's like, man, this dude's got something going on in his life. And the blessing was all over him. I mean, everything he touched was blessed. What did we just read? All that you put your... You see, it, it would have been very easy for Joseph to just have a pity party and cry. Lord, I, I'm your favorite one. Remember when the coat my dad got me? And I'm in, I'm, in, I'm in slavery. But he didn't whine and cry. He trusted God. He understood who he was in God. And the blessing stayed on him. And rose him to the top. He was running Potiphar's estate. Until he made a mistake. Y'all think, I know some of you think, Joseph made a mistake? Yes, Joseph made a mistake. He's the man of God. And the favor of God's all over him. And you know Potiphar's wife, Hodiphar, I'm sure she was running around there doing stuff. I know. Some of y'all are like, Is that, was that her name for real? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, but listen... He knew better. She'd, I, I, she'd already been flirting with him, already been making eyes at him. 
And then the Bible, and the Bible makes it very clear that on this certain occasion, Joseph was in the house by himself. Don't be in the house by yourself. She's already, she's already flirting with you. I learned, I learned this from Billy Graham years ago, and I've always practiced it in my life. If you're a woman, you ever come meet with me, my whole staff's going to be upstairs. They won't, they won't take their eyes out. They, they're right there. I won't be with you by myself. But Billy Graham, he would, if he would go to a hospital or if he would go to a hotel traveling, if, he was to, if the elevator doors would open and, and there was a woman in there, he wouldn't get on the elevator. He had, and then eventually he had somebody travel with him everywhere. He, he, wouldn't, he, he would always protect the anointing on his life. I promise you, if the blessing was on Joseph, he was just young and wasn't paying any attention. He put himself in a compromising situation. Men, women. Well, I just, I just don't, I don't know how she wound up here. <laughs> Lord, this woman you gave me, <laughs> right? Yeah. See, some of y'all laughing. Some of y'all are like, that's not funny, Reverend. <laughs> See, the blessing was on Joseph. So he winds up in prison. Same thing happens all over again. God, God continues to bless everything he puts his hand to. The prisoner is running the prison. Yeah, that wouldn't work today. And then the next thing you know, Joseph is running the most powerful nation on the planet. Huh? Yeah. See, the blessing is on your life for some specific stuff. But if all you do is get sucked into why the bad thing is happening, why everything didn't go perfect, you will miss out on what God has for you because we get so consumed with the thing that we're fighting, with the battle that we're in, instead of keeping our eyes on Jesus because God commanded the blessing on your life. See, the blessing of Abraham, it, it, it's, it was really pretty impressive if you look at the life of Abraham. I mean, this guy was rich, man. The Bible, I mean, it's one thing when the Bible says rich, but when the Bible says very rich... Huh? Elon Musk? Mm -mm, nothing. Yeah. Abraham could have had Tesla. It might have been like a spaceship or something. Well, he's, Elon's got one of them too, doesn't he? <laughs> anyway. Uh, but when you read his life, how God brought him up and blessed him. I mean, when you look at the amount, he had over 300 staff members. 300. If you look from an agricultural standpoint, from, from just the, the mere livestock that they had, it would have taken hundreds of acres to maintain his livestock. The dew was loaded. And, 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 and it, never, it never phased Abraham. He knew how he got it the first time. You remember when him and Lot, the Bible says that the land could not sustain their livestock anymore, so they had to separate well, Abraham, see, Lot wasn't even supposed to be there because God didn't tell him to take Lot. First of all, if you go back and look at the story, Lot, Lot, Lot just went along for the ride and he got the blessing by association. So you might ought to pay attention to who you hang around. <laughs> huh? But Abraham had such confidence in the blessing on his life. He said, Lot, you pick which one you want and then I'll go. And of course, Lot took the good stuff until it wasn't the good stuff because it turned into Sodom and Gomorrah. But, <laughs> you know. When, when the blessing's not on stuff, that's what you get. Yeah. So when you begin to realize that it's on your life, when you have a hiccup, now make no mistake, Abraham, they did dumb stuff, man. When you go into the, to a, to a territory and the king likes your wife because you lied and said she was your sister. Come on, man. And God still blessed him. Are y'all getting this? Are you saying I can lie? I am not saying that. <laughs> you do enough of that already. Let's be real, huh? Let me take it a step further. Let's don't make the mistake of thinking that stuff is the blessing. It's not. I've heard, I've heard people say, oh, oh that, that new car, man, that's such a blessing. No, it's not. It's a, it's a car. They make them new every day. Sometimes better. Sometimes not. Yeah. Don't ever confuse stuff with the blessing. You see, there were times that Abraham had stuff, and there were times he didn't. There were times that 
Joseph had stuff. The Apostle Paul, I love how he says it. He says, I know how to abase and how to abound. He said, either way, I'm good. God's got me. Yeah, see, the, now the blessing, it will produce stuff in your life. But you need to understand, stop looking for that to even confirm the blessing. The blessing's on you right now. Right now, it's on you. Why? Because God commanded it. It's on you. You should leave here today realizing that the blessing's on you. You ought to go out of here. Man, the favor of, Allah, the, favor of the Lord's all over me. Everywhere I go, the favor of the Lord. How many of you ever used the term king kids parking? Some couple, oh, y'all don't know about king kid parking? Well, it only works for people that believe it, though, because, you know, oh, well, that's just ridiculous stuff. Well, then it won't work for you. That's called unbelief. Well, I don't know about that. Same thing, unbelief. The favor of the Lord is on me. If you don't believe me, go to the mall with me. Next time I go and watch, watch the parking I get. Does that really work? I'm not the one that wrote it. The Bible says that the favor of the Lord surrounds me like a shield. Everywhere I go, the blessing will attract goodness to me. But you got to believe this stuff, man. Hmm? If you go back to the, to the life of Abraham, that's, it, that's where it all started in Genesis chapter 12. I want you to listen to this. Y'all okay? All right. In Genesis chapter 12, when God begins to speak to Abraham, he says this, Abraham, I'm going to make you a great nation. Nice. I'm going to bless you, and I'm going to make your name great. Some of your translations say, I'm going to make your name famous. And you will be a blessing. Now, this is the key that I want you to understand. God put the blessing on Abraham's life so that he could be a blessing. God put the blessing on Abraham's life. See, you should always be looking to be a blessing to other people. Many makes this statement. And because I'm blessing you, Abraham, I will also bless those who bless you. This thing gets better all the time, doesn't it? But then he makes this statement too. Now, this is God speaking. And I will curse those who curse you. So quit worrying about what somebody says about you. The vengeance of the Lord is a real deal. And he will, he will take care of people if they don't repent. You remember the story of Jonah? Jonah was mad because they repented. What kind of heart is that? You know, that's jacked up because, I mean, <laughs> they repented. <laughs> God said, I want you to go preach to these people. He did. They repented. He was mad. <laughs> Seriously, dude. Sometimes people repent. Our religious way of thinking, we have a hard time letting go of stuff because, Trevin, you don't know what they did to me. I'm not letting it go, God, but God said they, they repented. Mm. <laughs> I got a wow and who. <laughs> yeah. But that's how God works. Y'all ever repented? This morning, yeah. You have to realize that this blessing, it works in our life when we yield to it. When we believe that God is, is, is on us and his personality, his nature, his character. You see, we are the redeemed of the Lord. The blessing of Abraham is on our life today. We are the seed of Abraham. When I show up, he shows up. Can, I want to show you this scripture. And because we're talking about the blessing of Abraham, and Abraham was very rich. And I just happened to come across, you're going to like this one, Kate. I just happened to come across Proverbs chapter 10. The Bible says this, the blessing of the Lord makes one. Did you know rich was a Bible word? I talk to people sometimes, well, you don't need to be hung up on all that rich stuff. I didn't write this. Now, if you hung up on rich, it probably won't work for you because rich is your God and not God. The blessing of the Lord will make you rich. What will? Your keen knowledge of the stock market. <laughs> it's adorable. No, your skill in the trade that you have. No, the blessing will make you rich and add no sorrow to it. When God blesses you, there's no, there's no trouble with it. 
See, obviously, God is not simply now understand he's not simply talking about wealth here, because can we be real? There's all kinds of jacked up rich people that are just evil on the earth. So he's not just talking about money. This thing is not just about money. When you have the revelation that the favor of God is on you, I mean, you look at Jesus' life I mean, when you follow him. I mean, he didn't, I mean, now obviously they had money because Judas was stealing money and they didn't even know, other than Jesus, they didn't even know the money was missing. But that's why he got all tore up because he was taken. He was dipping into the, you know. But Jesus didn't have a bunch of stuff. When it came time to have the Passover, he said, you go to this house, do this, 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 and the guy will have it ready for you. He just had stuff when he needed it. When he needed the donkey, he said, you go into town, you tell this guy, the master needs a donkey. Okay, got the donkey, right? There, there will be times in your life you don't have, sometimes, Andy, sometimes it's better not to own it and just go get it when you need it, <laughs> right? No, I want it. I want, I want one of those. Why? So you can pay taxes on it? No, I'd rather let somebody else have it. And then, hey, man, I need that today. Come on now. Are you, that's just using people. No, stop. And if that's your heart, then whoever that was, yeah, you need to work. repent. <laughs> <laughs> See, for God's people, when we, when we by faith, when we yield to his blessing, it allows us to access spiritual provision. All of my needs are met according to his riches and glory. But now if you're looking at somebody else and they got the new car because they, you know, make more money than you and you think, well, I want to have that. And then you go get the new car with 27 easy payments. Of, then it's not the same. You, you can't be saying, well, that's a blessing. The car's, no, it ain't. You may look fancy riding down the road on it, but at night you're rolling in the bed wondering, how am I going to? This is why Jesus made statements like this. Hey, guys, seek the kingdom of heaven first. Regardless of where you're at in your journey, walking out the things of God, enjoying the blessings of the Lord, keep the kingdom of heaven first in your life. That's what Jesus said. How many first can there be? Y'all hear me ask this all the time. How many first? So if the kingdom of heaven isn't first, then just maybe we're not following Jesus the way he wants us to because he's, he's the one that said it, right? What what is what is put the if the blessing of the Lord's Sherry, if the blessing's on you and God says put the kingdom first, and then you're in you're in the checkout line at Kroger and he says pay for their groceries, and you're like, Is that you, God? Huh? No, it's the devil wanting you to bless somebody. Listen. Guys, God uses, now, now, God uses people. He's not going to rain groceries out of heaven. He's not going to rain refrigerators or cars or money. It would be counterfeit because we make way, I mean, we just print like crazy now. But, uh, but he's not going to make money in heaven and send it down here because it would be counterfeit in our nation. He's going to use you and me. Why? Genesis 12, Abraham, I'm going to make you great so that you can be a blessing. I'm going to make you great so that you can be a blessing. This is why the, the blessing is on our lives. This is what he told Abraham. I will bless you so that you can be a blessing. God uses people. In, in 3 John chapter 2, he says, Beloved, I pray above all things that you prosper and be in health as your soul prospers. See, here's the thing. There is this kingdom of heaven principle that you and I have to be open to today as one of God's children. It will always be as your soul prospers. Line upon line, precept upon precept, as these teachings, as these revelations come to you, you begin to see a truth and you walk it out. God will bless you to be a blessing. He's not going to bless you to just fatten up your bank account. He's not going to continue to bless you just so you can sit around on a bunch of money and not do anything for it. God won't. In these last days, God's going to raise people up. I believe God's dealing with people, that, that, these, these millionaires. You know, the Bible says that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. And in the last days, it's coming in. And we don't have to manipulate. We don't have to make somebody feel guilty. God, are y'all with me here? So when whatever a man sows, so when you start learning these principles in the kingdom of heaven's first and God says, get in your pocket and buy this for him. You're like, yeah, but that's all I got. 
That's right. That's, well, I wonder if God knew how much you had <laughs> when he said, give that. You remember the story of the woman with the two mites? Now, here's here, just, just a little thought for you. And then we'll, I don't want to get on money too much because I know y'all sensitive. But I'll pay close attention to this story. Jesus is at the temple watching the people bring in the money. Jesus is at the temple. Jesus is watching y'all bring in the money. And when they do, the Bible says that all these wealthy people came in and just gave what, you know, it didn't even faze them. And then this one little lady came in and gave all she had. And what did Jesus say? This day, she outdid all of these rich people. All she had. You ever gave all you had? <laughs> I don't know, man. It's, I, may, I may have gave all I had that day. But now Tracy knows we'll, we'll empty our bank account in a minute. Here's what's scary. When it starts getting a little bigger and God tells you to do it, <laughs> it's not the same. But it's, it's okay. Don't, if you don't do it with the $10, you don't have to worry about him coming to you with the $10,000. He, he won't. Because all, all he would do there is set you up to be rebellious. He won't, he, won't, he won't ever come ask you to write a check to the church for $10,000 because if you won't, Lord help me. See, God has put this blessing on us for us to be a blessing. You, you should leave your house every day looking to be a blessing somewhere. God, you, where are you going to use me today? I can't wait. Because here's the thing. You can't outgive God. Whatever a man sows. If, you, if Jesus said with the same measure you use it, it's coming back to you. But until you start practicing some of this stuff, you're not going to recognize the blessing on your life. I can't overstate this truth enough. Whether it's salvation, the blessing, eternity, the world of the spirit, all of it revolves around this one reality. It is by grace through faith. See, grace means this. It's God's unearnable, unmaintainable, undeserving power and mercy on your life. It's his favor. It is the blessing. That's what grace is. You access it. We access it through faith. God's already done his part. He's established the covenant, just like he told the children of Israel when he was writing that letter in Deuteronomy. This land I'm giving you, when you go in and get it, this is how you live there. This is what you do. I've commanded the blessing on you. In Romans chapter 5, the Bible says, because of our faith, Christ has brought us, watch this, into this place of undeserved privilege. How do you like that? Undeserved privilege. Huh? And we confidently, listen very carefully, and joyfully, confidently and joyfully look forward to sharing God's glory. Not only sharing it with him, with one another here, but when you go out to share that. When you, when you, get, when, when you feel that, Lord, is that you? You know, that, that Lord, is that you moment? You know, that's when you tell... I need to help somebody with this because some of you, some of y'all are going to try this today so that, so that it's not weird. This is, don't, don't give them a thus says the Lord's sermon thing, okay? They'll be like, what? Just tell them, hey, I just want to bless you today. Is it, is it okay if I do this? Hmm? Sometimes you don't even have to ask. I, here's a perfect example. Tracy and I, we were out at lunch um, Friday, I missed it. There was, a, there was a single elderly lady sitting behind us eating by herself, and she got chicken livers. I'm like, man, she can't eat all of them. <laughs> I mean, I, I could help her, but, but, but we're just, we're talking, and, and our, our server was slower than slow, and, 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 and she didn't deserve the good tip, so I blessed her. I gave her an offering, okay? But, uh, but it just popped in me, but I let it go, Andy. I didn't, I didn't pay attention. Buy her lunch. And I didn't do it. Wasn't a big deal, you know, but 
Sometimes, sometimes you'll miss it. And see, all you'd had to do is say, tell the server, hey, let me, let me, don't even tell her till after we're gone. See, if you want the recognition of it, then you've already missed part of it. You know, if, if you got to get, if you got to get glory from people that you did something for the kingdom. No, Jesus said, lay up for yourself treasure in heaven where it can't be stolen. How do you lay up treasure in heaven? Because you can't make a, you can't deposit your check at the bank of heaven. So what do you do? You sow, you bless on this planet and it is logged in heaven as a. God speaking through the prophet Isaiah, he says this, I am the Lord, your God, and I teach you how to profit. One translation says, I teach you how to prosper. I'm going to lead you in the way you should go. It is this commanded blessing that you and I have. I, I think we just need a little further revelation on. Maybe some of us just need reminded of who we are as people of God. We are a blessing going somewhere to happen. The Bible says in the book of Job that, you know, you decree a thing and it'll be established in your life. See, some of y'all, you just need to be speaking the word of God over your life. Remember the story of Jacob and Esau? Check this out. Isaac was getting ready to bless, Esau's the oldest, Isaac getting ready to bless Esau, Jacob's mom overheard it, and now she wanting to cheat. And so she tells Jacob to go get some goat hair. <laughs> so she dressed up Jacob like Esau, because Isaac can't see. And she cooked up this meal, and she, she tells Jacob, now you go in there and pretend to be Esau so that Isaac will give, give the blessing to you. And so Jacob goes in and lies to his dad. And, and Isaac, now pay close attention, and Isaac spoke the blessing over Jacob. And then Jacob got up and hightailed it out. Jacob stole the blessing. And then Esau comes in later, does what the father says. And, and then, of course, Isaac realizes what just happened. He's been deceived. And he, he tells Esau, he said, I've already given it. I've already spoke it. See, the blessing is commanded over your life. Once Isaac spoke the blessing, he couldn't take it back. Jacob was blessed. And when you follow his life, did Jacob go through some stuff? Oh my gosh, did he go through some stuff? I mean, he married the wrong woman. I mean, you got, to, <laughs> you start out right, I mean, come on, dude, you wake up, all, that's not, yeah. See, when you understand, even in the tough times, that the blessing will still be on you, you won't quit. You won't give up. You won't get frustrated with people. Now, I understand we're emotional. You're going to get mad. I'm sure, I'm sure Jacob, when he, uh, or, you know, uh, when he realized that that's not, the, that's not the wife you promised me, man. That's not her. I want, I want a new one. Well, I know some of y'all said that before, too. <laughs> yeah. You see, in our new covenant, now remember, Isaac had spoken the blessing it was a done deal. In the new covenant that you and I are in, Jesus instructs us. I'm going to have to get you out of here with this one, okay? Jesus instructs us to speak the word of God over our situation. Yeah? Practice speaking the blessing over your life. Practice saying the things of God over your life. The favor of God is on me all the time. The Lord goes before me. He arms me with strength. He makes my way perfect. He enlarges my path. He surrounds me with his favor like a shield. Goodness and mercy follow me everywhere that I go. The joy of the Lord is my strength. And I am the seed of Abraham. And my, my great, 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 great granddaddy Abraham was very rich. Start speaking the things of God over your life. This is what, you remember the story when Jesus spoke to a tree now, I talk to people about this quite often, and, and they don't believe it. They read the story like, oh, yeah, but that was Jesus. But that was, man, you better get past that was Jesus stuff. He came here to show you how to do it. Let me, let me just help you with, yeah, but that was Jesus stuff, okay? In Matthew's version of talking to the tree, 
Jesus spoke to a tree, the tree obeyed Jesus, and then on the way back out, the disciples was asking Jesus about the tree that obeyed what Jesus spoke to it. Watch this, Matthew chapter 21. So Jesus answered and said to them, the disciples, assuredly I say to you, if you have faith and do not doubt, you will not only, huh? You will not only do what was done to the tree, but if you say to a mountain, what did he say about the tree? It wasn't just, he, he didn't say, boy, stand back and watch what I do. He, he told this crew, he said, assuredly, I tell you, if you say to it, not only will you do what, not only will what happened to the tree happen, you can do it. You can say to this mountain. But guess what? We don't believe that stuff, man. Because we step out and try it and we speak to the mountain in our life and it pushes back and slaps you upside the face and laughs at you and you're like, God, it didn't work. Back up, self-evaluate and repent. God's not a man that he could lie. If he said that it'll work, it'll work. Just maybe, just maybe. You see, if, if me and Trevor went to the gym today, he could probably bench press five times more than me. So I wouldn't get on the bench. I got this, Trevor. Just, huh? No. Y'all seen that Allstate commercial with the dudes laying there? You need some help? Like, no, oh, I got it, man. No. See, I don't, I'm not there yet. What if today you're just not there yet? What if you're still the clay on the potter's wheel? What if you're still, are you ready for this? What if you're still in, in the, the baby stages of this revelation? of understanding that you and I have the commanded blessing on us and we are to speak the things of God over our life. Huh? King David said, you, O Lord, bless the righteous. And with favor, I love this, you will surround him like a shield. See, you ought to be like David, just walking around. See, David, I guarantee he would just walk around speaking the Psalms over his life. The favor of the Lord's on me. The favor of the Lord's on me. The favor of the Lord's on me. That's the thing about it. This commanded blessing, it is in place in your life and it works. The commanded blessing is in motion right now. God, the word of God in the book of Isaiah, he says that God's word is like rain that comes down and doesn't go back to the heavens. And then God says this about his word. In Isaiah 55, so will my word be that goes out of my mouth. It will not return to me without accomplishing what I desire, without succeeding in the matter for which I sent it. What's that? God's word. So what if you started saying over your life what God said about you? See, this is the thing that we need to get to because when you understand the, the, the power in the word of God, there's a great picture of this in the Old Testament when the children of Israel were getting ready to go in and, and take over the promised land. And you know all the ites, the, the Amalekites and the different ones, they were going to take it over. And they're all freaked out. And the king goes to the prophet Balaam and says, I need you to curse this people. And he wouldn't go at first. And he kept bugging him, kept bugging him. And finally the prophet said, all right, but I'm only going to say what God says. I'm only going to say what God says. And then Balaam said this, he, he, he blessed the people and the king was tore up and he said, I have received a command. This is in uh, Numbers 23. I have received a command to bless and he has blessed and I can't change it. God has blessed you. All you've got to do is yield to it today. In this new covenant, we simply believe what God has made available for us. In the old covenant, yeah, they got, they got what they deserved in the Old Testament, good or bad. They got what they deserved. But in the New Testament, we get what we believe. You got to believe this stuff, man. The Deuteronomy 28 blessing is on your life today. And the way you activate it is through the Joshua 1-8 principle. You meditate in the Word. And see, I know. Every time I, I make statements like that about the word, the Lord reminds me, because he knows you all are busy people. And so these talks that I put together for you, if you'll just take these simple truths that I give you on a Sunday and meditate that all week. Stop trying to be all deep and theological. Take a moment, 
What does Joshua 1.8 say? That we meditate in God's Word day and night. We keep it on our mouth. We observe to do what's written in it. And then you will make your way prosperous and you will have good success. We have to do these things. Not out of some legalistic religious stuff. It's just that's who we are, right? So today, when you leave this place, I want you to leave speaking the favor and blessing over your life. Now, you don't have to, listen, guys, don't draw attention to yourself. Don't be walking down the frozen food aisles, you know, talking to yourself, the blessing of the Lord. No, but in your prayer time, in, in, your, in your vehicle, you're speaking. Find these promises. Find truths out of the things of God. Highlight them. Write them down. Begin to decree them over your life. It is a commanded blessing. And once it is spoken, it is in motion, and you are the blessed of the Lord. Jesus made this available for you. He did this so that the blessing of Abraham could be on you. All of this hinges on this one reality. you got to belong to Jesus. So if you're in the room today, and you've never given your life to Jesus, today's your day. Maybe you're watching or listening at a later time. Stop what you're doing. Say this prayer with us today. It's that simple. You believe in your heart and you confess it with your mouth. And you become part of the family of God. And from there, line upon line, God begins to teach you, reveal to you your new life that he died that you could have. But it starts with this one simple act of faith. You have to believe in your heart and confess Jesus. Let's all say it together. Lord Jesus, come into my life and make me new. And from this day forward, Jesus is my Lord. Heaven is my home. And I will never be the same. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you said the prayer, stop by our information desk. Let somebody know. We just want to give you a little gift to help you with your next steps in your journey of faith. For those of you that did bring your tithe or offering in the room today, if you're old school like me, we have give boxes all over the, the facility. You can just drop it in there. For the rest of you, you can go online to our, our website or and you can use the Church Center app for your giving. And then for those of you that are coming to our New Here lunch, I'll see you in a few minutes over in the Connect Room. God bless you all. We love you. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please be sure to click on the subscribe button. For more information on Victory Life Church, check us out at victorylifeky.com. Thank you so much for listening.